Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. This season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. Flaky Biscuit is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Flaky Biscuit, where each episode we are cooking up delicious morsels of nostalgia. Meals and recipes that have comforted and guided our guests to success. Today's going to be a tricky one. (laughs) Easy but tricky. Sometimes simple is hard. Each episode I create a recipe from scratch and I hand deliver it to my guests. These recipes, I hope that y'all are also making at home. I am sure there's going to be a lot of conversation about today's dish. Today, I'm so excited to have on what is essentially my brother now, I think, the most wonderful guest and beautiful human being, host of Best in Dough on Hulu, founder and head chef of the best pizzeria in the country, probably. I mean, (laughs) come on. The ultimate Italian chef, the king of pizza himself, actually. My friend and brother, the one and only Daniele Uditi. Oh my God, you made me so shy right now. <laughs> <laughs> ciao, beautiful people. How yeah. are you? <laughs> Ooh, ciao, ciao are you? Ciao are you is how I hand my posts. Yeah, I'm sure if you are not following Daniele on social media, you must because his posts are so full of positive energy. They're guaranteed to make you feel good. And hungry. And hu- <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of hungry and speaking of me being hungry, what happened last night, man? Well, we throw down some uh, some good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we don't get to see each other. We saw each other for 15 days straight on uh, Hulu Best in Do mm-hmm. recording, mm-hmm. and it was amazing. I mean, we, we picked up like right away. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we had um, so much chemistry. It was so fun. So I don't get to see you all the time. So. I, you know, I wanted to treat you or a little Italian uh, cuisine in my house. So you guys, <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed it. Oh, let me tell you something right now. So for the listeners, I went over to Daniela's house last night. And this is not just any house or any kitchen. There is a really ridiculously huge wood-fired oven installed right in the kitchen. I said, should be. I'm a yeah. pizza chef. I need my oven. <laughs> Talk to me about this oven, actually, if you want to. If you, yeah, you of know. course. So, I mean, to- uh, it was donated by my great friends, uh, Marra Forni. This is not an ad because I use those ovens too. They're from Naples. So they're like me. Uh, they're immigrants. And they make beautiful artisanal ovens. Also, 
Y'all, this man did not just make some normal Italian food or something. Like, this was an absolute masterclass. <laughs> you know, I walk in and I see immediately this perfectly baked focaccia. I mean, just like beautiful color on it. There's some delicious fresh tomatoes. There's mozzarella. There's oils. There's truffle. There's, you know, some sheet pans with these pasta things on them. I'm like, what are those? The cannelloni. The cannellonis are there. But I was smelling something that I wasn't seeing. And, you know, within 20 minutes, the oven opens and there's short rib. Yeah, it was red wine braised short ribs. Uh, a red wine braised short rib with ultimately with polenta, right? Yeah, we did some uh, crescenza mixed uh, polenta. It was cheesy, beautiful. This was all second nature to you, the way you kind of just effortlessly prepared this meal. I mean, you know, that focaccia, for example, you cut it up, you cut them open, you toasted them in your huge wood oven, mm -hmm. you pulled it out. What else happened? That we put some stracchino yeah. and then we finished with the honey and uh, truffle. <laughs> that was very good. Yeah, it was it was not it was just delicious. very good. <laughs> it was spectacular. Oh, thank you. So you clearly have uh, a passion for Italian food and I think it's time to kind of get into the reason why we're here. I want you to let your my listeners or our listeners know what did you have me prepare today? What is this nostalgic dish? The most simple dish ever, a staples in my culture, especially in Southern Italy, is a spaghetti al pomodoro. It's the first thing that you eat as a kid, right? When uh, they take off you from the milk, from the bottle. My mom, it wasn't, uh, you know, those little cream that you give to the kids. For me, it was, now he's ready. He has two teeth. He can chew. Let's make him spaghetti. So <laughs> that's what I'm going to make you make today. It's like uh, a classic. It's it's so simple, but so difficult. It, it truly is. What is your first memory of having it? The first memory was my mom, actually, because as a kid, I couldn't eat the whole pasta. My mom was actually uh, breaking the spaghetti for me, and I used to eat it with a spoon. The first memory I have is like uh, me trying to chew down the spaghetti, but also the the contact that you made with the eyes of your mom. You mm -hmm. know, my mom passed away when I was twenty three, so that's a, a very dear memory to me. So mm -hmm. that's why you know, you know, that's a, not an easy task. I chose my brother from another mother to make uh, this beautiful <laughs> spaghetti for me. Let me tell you, first of all, you know, I can sympathize with you and I know you talk so highly of your mom. So this is, you know, for you to trust me to make something that is tied to a memory of your mother is very special. So of thank course. you for trusting me to- Of course, of course. To fuck this up. No, no, <laughs> I'm gonna rip you off, but it's fine. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's, that's, you know, I don't always succeed on this show. I do pretty well, but I, I do have a feeling that today is not going to be a good day for me. <laughs> what do you think? Tell no, we are fellow bread makers, so I saw how you treat dough, how you, your manuality, uh, mm. how, you, uh, how you treat the ingredients. I know that you can cook, so mm. otherwise I wouldn't have you were expecting me to make the spaghetti from scratch? No, the spaghetti from scratch, no. I don't even do there, it. There was no dough treated during No, 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 no I don't even do it. I don't even, there's a beautiful yeah. brand of dried spaghetti. Why? Yeah. Why? Freak it up yeah. uh, with uh, something else. So. so, you know, in case there are people that don't know what is in this dish or aren't familiar, why don't you, in your own words, describe the components of this dish? You can go to any Italian restaurant and probably find this. You can go to some not Italian restaurants and mm -hmm. probably find it. The beautiful thing about this dish is because you cannot hide behind anything. It's straightforward, high-quality ingredients, a good-quality pasta, a great quality tomato, you know, sometimes tomato too acid. And I see a lot of people in the U.S., they put sugar 
in their tomatoes. Don't do that, please. Mm. You, you just cook down the tomato. The natural sugar of the tomato will come out. But don't add sugar to tomato. That's such an, a thing that I see in so many mafia movies. Like, uh, I shave my garlic really thin with the... Uh, <laughs> How you call it the the razor, yeah, right? and then I put some sugar. I said, no, guys, <laughs> just smash the garlic, put, put it in a, a hot pan with a little bit of olive oil, mm-hmm. flavor the olive oil, take it out, add the crushed tomatoes. If you want to crush it with your hand, even better. That secret flavor is if you didn't wash your hands, even better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, please, so people, wash your hands. Wash your, <laughs> wash your hands before you crush the tomatoes. We don't want all a of little, your... A little basil and then cook down the tomato. That's the secret. The tomato has to be cooked down until it comes out the the umami, right? Because mm-hmm. tomato is an umami ingredient. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people that cook the shit out of tomato and I don't like it. It becomes like a tomato paste and almost like ketchup-y flavor. Mm-hmm. Or people that don't cook it enough. So... The balance is in between. And then the pasta has to be al dente. Listen, I... Don't make mushy pasta for me. First, first of all... Oh, shit. Can you go and uncover... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's all good. I was just playing. Um, first of all, let's go back to the sugar comment. So are you familiar with this practice in New York pizza? Is that something that... They I've, put sugar in the sauce? I think so. I mean, I don't really know. I feel like... Listen, nothing against... New York pizza is something that wasn't born in Italy, right? Was brought Correct. by immigrants. Yeah and uh, was created in the U.S. So yeah. it has a, a soul that is part of the U.S. It's a different, and I, not to get too much So who am pizza. I to criticize how mm-hmm. they make the sauce? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, uh, and I love, New York pizza is one of my favorite, uh, yeah, yeah. my favorite pizza. So the way you treat it in, uh, in the pizza, and especially that style, is different than the spaghetti that I used to make, my mom used to make for me. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about a recipe that is close to my heart. Oof. Me and you have a favorite spot in New York, Scars. Oh, yeah. Uh, Scar Pizza is just freaking amazing. And also L'Industria, too. Yeah. L'Industria. So, yeah, uh, shout out both of those. Those yeah. are actually my two favorite New York slices, hands down, without a doubt. All right, it is time. Now, you are going to sit tight. I will prepare this, and I will bring it to you. I don't want you to watch what I'm doing. No? I'm scared. I won't judge. <laughs> no, you're literally here to judge, remember. We'll be back after these messages from our sponsors. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. 
Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of our favorite Netflix series, Bridgerton. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? And meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. And I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. Welcome back to Flaky Biscuit. Ta-da! Okay. Are we still rolling here? Rolling. I gotta say, I like the idea of doing this better when I did this before you cooked me dinner. But now, I am here. <laughs> I am here. <laughs> I can't even look him in the eyes. I mean, I don't know. I think it looks fine, but I, I can't fine. even look this man in the eyes right now. So. It's fine. Don't worry. I'm a, <laughs> you know how I am with everybody. I am a, a joyful chef. Usually when I have to say something negative, I always find the bright side. Oh, no. Today is not about bright sides, no? though. Today you is real. You want me real. to throw you under the bus? Well, then? I just saw <laughs> you do something with your fork and that's tomatoes. So just I want you to tell me and the All listeners right. what's going on. Let's do it. All right. The way that I see it already, I like that the tomato is crushed, mm. but I don't like that there is very little saucy. Shit. You know, it has to be more saucy. More saucy. When you saute and uh, marry the pasta with the sauce, mm. I always, the last minute, I always turn off the flame, add a little bit of pasta water and a little bit of olive oil. Mm. And then... Oh, man, that's a that's a deep cut. That yeah. your boy was not equipped for. <laughs> no, no, I understand, but you know... <laughs> All right, let's go. You want me to dig? I in? want you to dig in and then talk to me about what you taste, smell. It smells good, actually. It smells good. I tell you what, I think it tastes great. <laughs> Let's do this. I got more sauce than you. I should have gave you this plate. <laughs> oh. Not the worst plate of pasta I had in my life. <laughs> I can say that. Not the worst plate of pasta. <laughs> oh, man. Thank God. But I can tell you. You chose a good tomato. Tomato has a good flavor. Pass is overcooked, my friend. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I like the the herbs that you put inside. I like the basil. I can taste a little garlic too. So it's uh it's it's done the fundamental is done right, but I need to teach you how to make it. Like properly. <laughs> properly. This is the kind of spaghetti that yesterday, you know, uh, when we were talking with my wife and my wife was just like, I was making spaghetti with him. It's like, uh, oh my God, it was horrible. Yeah. It was like, uh, you know, you did better than my wife because my wife basically, listen, my wife is my, uh, Mexico, so she makes amazing Mexican food. Uh -huh. But Italian food, you know how my wife used to, used to know the doneness of the spaghetti? Throw it at the wall? Yeah. She literally did in front of me. Said, what the hell are you doing? Oh, no, that's how you do it, right? If it doesn't come out, it's ready. No, we're going to have the wall, the, our our roof full of spaghetti. That's how my grandma does it. Tell your grandma is wrong. And her grandma is an amazing, an amazing, amazing Mexican yeah. girl. Yeah. Best beans that I ever had. Oof. 
half a pound of lard, but it's <laughs> it, the best beans I yeah. ever had in my life. Yeah. But spaghetti is not. Yeah, amazing. I learned the whole uh, pasta on the wall thing when I grew up too. I don't. That must have come from some TV show or some kind of American TV I didn't show. Even I didn't know. I remember growing up and throwing spaghetti at the kitchen wall. I Is don't know it, why. The way my mom taught me is like you take it out of the the pot, you blow a little bit because it's hot, then you take a bite, right? And you can see the inside of spaghetti as still a little white from uh, the flour, right? Mm. So you don't want that white to show too much. A little bit is fine, it means it's al dente, right? Mm. But there's also a say in my family that my father liked crispy pasta, basically. It's like nagalata and aisata in Neapolitan. It means go down and go up. In and out. In and out. Go down the water, up the water. But that's called al chiodo. Al chiodo means even harder. Oh, wow. And that's how in Naples we like our pasta. Al we like chiono. our pasta, no, we like our pasta al dente, but done right. Mm. As to have a nice tooth feel. Yeah, this one I can do, you know, the, the paper that you put on the wall, wallpapers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain to you what I did, just so you get a, a, a reference point right. here. I do feel like for this recipe, we he might failed. we might do we he might need <laughs> <laughs> we might need to do a collaborative recipe to post on Chandaland.com so that right? people that are learning to make it are going to learn to do it the right I'm way. I'm giving you my, I'm going to give you my recipe so, for, for this one. That'd be beautiful. So here's what I did. I got some tomatoes. All right. They were in a can. Yeah. The best brand that I could find. Yeah. I tried to take the little top seed part out, of but then I gave up because it was taking too much time. <laughs> I <laughs> I crushed them up. I added some salt to them. I let them sit. I got a uh, saucepan hot with olive oil and garlic. All right. I left the garlic in, though. I don't know. It sounds like you take the garlic we, we out. We usually take it out. I left the garlic in. I sautéed it until it was, like, almost browning. Added the tomatoes. Tasted it. I added more salt. I think it's a little too salty. I don't know if you think that. No. no you think it's good? Okay, to so, me, it's right. So I added a little more salt. Let it cook down for, honestly, just about 30 minutes. I don't know what the typical cook down time would be or should be. It depends on the water content that, uh, if you use tomato from a can, the water content that tomatoes have in the can. Mm -hmm. Fresh tomato, same thing. Uh And then the fatal flaw is I cooked this pasta before I left my house (laughs) and I came here with the pasta already cooked in a container and now I'm realizing I probably should have just left the container open to let it maybe... And that's not even that. People always care that how much the pasta takes to cook because Mm -hmm. they look at the direction that is on the package. Damn Spaghetti is 15 minutes. It's, <laughs> dude, 15 minutes, we can make glue to do project of your kids' uh, school. 15 minutes too much for spaghetti. Usually it's eight, nine minutes, and mm. then you finish to for another couple of minutes in the pan. It's called risottatura. Mm-hmm. No? Risottatura means uh, the same thing that you do with the uh, rice and you put butter and uh, cheese to mm-hmm. make mm-hmm. a cream. Same thing you do with the pasta, with pasta water and uh, olive oil or butter, whatever you want to use to make that beautiful cream that coats the spaghetti. So mm-hmm. it has an extra time in the pot outside the water because the starch has to be released in the pan. Damn, it's, I mean, it's just too technical for me. So I think we've learned- it's spaghetti <laughs> pomodoro. <laughs> Who have taught there is so much science about spaghetti pomodoro? Right. So I think- <laughs> Freaking Italian. <laughs> At this point, we like to let our listeners know if I was able to bring you back to that beautiful memory that you had when you had this spaghetti al pomodoro for the first time. No, you brought me back. You brought me back for the first time and I tried to make the spaghetti pomodoro to my mom. Uh, and I oh, got slapped okay. in the face. So it's good. <laughs>
<laughs> so you did you did revoke a memory that's for sure with my mom so it's so beautiful but i can still hear and uh, the slap sound and the cheek red a little you can see it right <laughs> oh my god oh wow that is a flaky first <laughs> bringing someone back to the time to drama <laughs> no, but you know, it's a, it's a not, you know, I remember making a tortilla for my mom for the first time. And that's how the tortilla slap challenge was how, born. <laughs> and that's how the tortilla slap challenge was born. <laughs> well, listen, at the end of the day, I'm very happy to have tried to prepare this for you. Um, I appreciate it. I think it's worth noting, actually, before we move on, I think it's worth noting the first dish you chose for me to make actually was something else. And yeah. You made it a switch. <laughs> if you want, I would love to kind of talk about that really quickly. It's called uh, zuppa di soffritto. Mm -hmm. uh, in Naples, it's all is made of with uh, guts, with the leftovers of the pork, right? Yeah, the yeah. stuff the, that are less noble of a pig. But in Naples, we use everything and uh, actually has to be cleaned in the right way, has to be done in the right way. It's, it's a little bit difficult dish to make mm -hmm. and it will take a lot of time. Mm -hmm. So if you want to do it on a podcast, uh, it will take you three days to do it properly. Right. So if I can't cook pasta properly. Plus, I didn't want to die today. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, if you didn't cook it right, you know, it's uh, some pig shit. In my, no, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't blame me. Don't blame you. Yeah. If I couldn't cook a pasta correctly, then there's no way I would have cleaned. No, the, I understand. <laughs> I, th I think to cut you, you know, a little slack. But, you mm. know, I understand that you know time television sometimes is a little bit uh, <laughs> difficult you gotta have things pre-done but i'm pretty sure guys i know that these guys can cook so i, <laughs> I i'm giving him hard time but uh you know he knows how to make a spaghetti pomodoro now we're gonna do another episode at, he, at his house and i'm gonna judge over uh, like a falcon i'm gonna see it <laughs> every step that he does but we're gonna share the we're, recipe we're gonna share that recipe yeah. on channelland.com so i was able to bring you back to a different memory when you also messed this dish up and got slapped <laughs> dude i messed this dish so many times you, you don't even you don't even understand how did you go from messing up this dish to having i don't know what eight pizzerias i mean how <laughs> I was lucky to be born in a family where we breathe cooking. Mm. So my mom was a chef. My grandpa was a, a pastry chef on cruise ships. Oh, wow. And uh, my auntie is uh, a bread maker. Mm -hmm. So I was closer more with my auntie because we used to live in the same house. I used to wake up in the morning. I used to see my older brother, you know, mix the dough in the madia in the wooden box. And the whole family was helping out because he used to make uh, bread for all the salumeria, all the delis of the town. So I used to wake up 4 a.m. in the morning because there was noise and grab a glass of water. It's like, what the hell are you guys doing? And nine years old, and I see my brother with his hands full of sticky stuff. It's like, oh my God, that sounds great. I want to put my hands in sticky stuff. So can I join? Yeah, and I joined. And, uh, you know, from that time it became my job. So, and I loved bread ever since. But, you know, Sundays, uh, when uh, on Mondays, when your mom is off from uh, cooking, she cooks at home and you're in the kitchen with her. So you smell stuff, you're curious, and uh, your mom like teaches you or you. Even if she doesn't teach you, because most of the time my mom was busy, wanted to do something very quick. It's like, you know, get, get out. Come on, let me finish this. Yeah. I, I got to feed the family. But you see it, right? So you learn by mirror. Right. Because you see it every day. And then when she saw that I was like actually, you know, good around the kitchen, she started to train me and uh, teach me a lot of classic Neapolitan dishes. That's my background. So I learned a little bit of bread making from my auntie. I hated making pastry, but my grandpa wasn't easy on me when 
he was trying to teach me how to right. make pastry. Because my grandpa was like very strict. It's like, oh, can we put some marmalade? He's no marmalade on the recipe. You have to do this. It's just, you know what? I like you better when you make me my birthday cake. It's fine. I'm gonna go with mom. Mom, mom is fun. Yeah, so he is very by the book in patience. Yeah, my grandpa was very. I was always fighting with my mom about who made the better uh, pastiera in napoletana. It's a uh, corn cake, basically mm -hmm. corn pie. And I was like, no, you put this ingredient, I don't put it, I'm all school, that's how it should be done. And my grandma, I'm like, God. <laughs> so I, I feel like the not being by the book standard is something that was more interesting to you then. In terms of like cooking and baking, right, a lot of people, I always feel like people think that it's either or. I mean, look, there's some things that I'll bake that maybe I am going to be a little more specific with. Maybe I'm going to get my scale and make sure. But there's other things I do where I don't. I'm like, I don't, I'm like a hybrid. Let, 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 let's say this, you know, because I see this culture of people that, and I, you know, I respect every approach that you have for baking and uh, for bread making and pizza. It depends how you grow up or like how you study. It's like people that measure even the, if you sneeze in the air, they change the humidity in the air <laughs> to make bread. There is people like that. That's uh, gross, trust man. Me. They, who, who's out there factoring their sneeze particles? I, first of all, I don't want to know that your sneeze is so powerful you had to change. No, but you know, it's a joke. But it's a <laughs> it's a joke. But there's a lot of people that like measure, go around with thermometers. It's like mm -hmm. the desired dough temperature. I was able to get to 27 degrees Celsius. It reached 27.1, and I had to start over. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basic, basically that, but. People forget that making pizza, making bread, it's fun. Yes. It's so fun. Yes. If you don't have a thermometer, you have a scale, or you have this, just bake. Because 90% of this job is gut feeling. Even though you have the perfect measurements and technological advanced you are with all these measures, at the end of the day, the dough, you never expect how it reacts. Mm. never you can control it even in the refrigerator you can control it you will never know the next day how you will find it and then you adjust accordingly so yes it's important to know the science it's important to know the basics and to have thermometers scales and stuff but at the end of the day the more you do it the more you understand it yeah the more it's a gut feeling for me if you talk to my auntie my auntie doesn't even know what she's done, what she's doing. <laughs> she doesn't know. But for some reason, for magic uh, reason, she was to make bread for the whole town and everybody was happy. Bubbles like this inside. Now everybody brag about the bubbles in the in the dough. My yeah. grand, you could live in the bubbles in the bread <laughs> in the in the bread that my auntie used to make. It's, and, and, it's nuts. And you know it's interesting. There's so much to unpack there. First of all, like obviously I I agree with everything you said. I think that's one of the reasons why we became so close so quickly, actually, is is when we first started talking about this kind of stuff. I showed up to shoot the show that you were the host, essentially. You know, you were the, the lead judge, the host. But I had never met you until I got to set. And then I just showed up and I was like, damn, this guy probably thinks like, you know, I made this uh, music video called Home Slice and I, I do, you know, so I'm like, I don't know what this man thinks of me. He's a steamed pizza maker in L.A. and... But yo, within probably five minutes, I was like, ah, just some brother shit. Like this, I was yeah. like, okay, cool. Like we were vibing. And then we started talking about this exact thing about dough making and process. And sure, I know how to calculate a dough temperature and I know how to get, you know, the pH balance of my sourdough and all that. I know how to do that. But we're on that page of like, hey, 
if I start doing that, then when am I gonna when am I gonna get creative? When am I gonna yeah. explore new flavors? When am I going to make a new dough? When am I gonna make something new and, and just have fun? This job is learned by making mistakes. The more mistakes you make, the best result you're gonna have in the future. Go take classes. It's important to know. Yes, buy books. My book, please. Vegetario <laughs> <laughs> Volume 1 on my website. Vegetario <laughs> Volume 1 on uh, the website. <laughs> yeah, but just even at home, if you want to make a loaf of bread, just do it. Yeah. Just do yeah, it. I, I, get your kitchen dirty, then. Get your kitchen dirty. Shout out to all my fans. I love all of you. All right. And I've signed books before. I'm sure you have too. And like, I'll sign a book and it's in like such, it's in really perfect condition. And then I'll sign another book and it's just like a disaster. It's got like dough on it. I like it's that got, one. I like that one. I'm like, that means that you're just, you're just out there, bro. You got some dough on it. You got yeah. some oil stains on it. You got a page ripped out. Like, Love it. You know, once you get to that level of being a home baker or a home cook or anyone trying to learn or even a professional, if you're getting frustrated by making technical mistakes, I just don't see the point. I mean, look at it's this is life, man. Life is more than just making bread, right? Life is about life is about last night. Cooking for family and having fun with friends. I mean yeah. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of our favorite Netflix series, Bridgerton. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad, is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor, and meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. And I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. 
you don't like what comes next, so let's get right back into it. Speaking of trials and tribulations, though, you got to this country, right? You, you, you fell in love with cooking, you know, your family were cooks, and you made it here yeah. to follow the dream. Yeah. I'm sure you do realize how impressive, you know, my parents were immigrants. Anytime someone tells me a story about making it in this country and, and really kind of going through those trials and errors and trials and tribulations, I find it to be very special. So, I mean, if, you know, if you're comfortable talking about it, I'm sure our listeners would love to know more about <laughs> how you went from a kid in Naples to <laughs> to where you are now. I mean, like, how did you push through these boundaries? Well, the main reason why I decided to leave, and you know, and most of the time immigrants, you know, they uh, immigrate because of necessity, right? And, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to associate myself to those people that really are like in necessity or they're like political in trouble right? or like the country, they don't have what to eat. So they come in the United States or another country to make it for for a reason of life, you know. Mine was a little bit more light, if you want to call it like that. Like I basically grew up in a house where I used to live with my mom, but I started to suffer anxiety after my mom died. So, you know, I decided to have a change, basically. It's not that I, you know, I had a house in Italy, I had a job, I had a car. I was living a good life anyway. But there was something in me that said, let's go. I cannot stay here. An opportunity came in the U.S., a guy promised me a lot of stuff. Then when I came over here, you know, I found myself living in a van for uh, seven, almost seven months. <laughs> and and it wasn't easy because I, I used to talk to myself like, hey, I have a house in Italy. I can shower. <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, I was living a good life. Uh, and I, I don't hide. Like uh, most of the, a lot of night I used to cry. Uh, it's like, what the hell am I doing here? Question my choice. But then I realized there's something in life that you gotta you gotta think of how strong you can be as a human being. Like it's okay, I made a choice. I need to stand by my choice. So I spoke to my mom, even if she wasn't there, and said, "Listen, for some reason I got here, and I'm gonna give him a time, two years. Something's gonna happen. Great. Something's not gonna happen. I can still go back to my house. I have a." A family um, is going gonna, is gonna to leave. It's going to be right. And then it happened after not even uh, two, three weeks. Found a job. And then uh, an article came out uh, in one of the magazines, like one of the best pizza in the in Los Angeles. And after that article, a lot of people come started to come to the restaurant where I used to go work. One of these people was Chris O'Donnell. Mm -hmm. And we became friends. Uh, and he invited me to his house to make pizza. And from his house, uh, you know, a lot of celebrities to come because I started to become like a local legend. So, you know, it's like, uh, oh, there's this kid that makes delicious pizza and Chris O'Donnell in the backyard. So his celebrity friend is to come. So the word spread. And uh, here I am. <laughs> from that little van to, you know, cooking for celebrities. But most of the time, I think, I always think it's a, it was that conversation that I had in the van. It was raining. It's, it, it feels like a movie, I know, but it's true. It was raining, it was very bad. It's the time that you feel so sad. And I couldn't even shower. I had to shower on uh, Muscle Beach. You know those, in Venice, there is those shower that you push the button yeah. and there is a rational water coming up. Yeah. I had to do it at night because in the morning there was cops saying me, no mm -hmm. soap. Mm -hmm. You cannot use soap oh, in that right, area. Right, right, right. And, and at uh, night, at night around there, it might be a little. It's a little nuts. Spicy. It's a little nuts. Uh, you, you can hear a lot of people screaming and fighting over, you know. <laughs> A lot of stuff. I won't. I won't name it on the, on the podcast. But 
from uh, that van and that conversation that I had with my mom, I 100% sure that she did something that night. Yeah. She did something that night and opened up a door for me. And then after she opened up the door, the important thing is be good always with people. That's my philosophy. My philosophy is like treat people like the way you would like to be treated. And even if somebody is angry at you, always answer with a smile. You know, sometimes it's very difficult because I'm a human being too. I'm not here to say that I'm a saint. Sometimes I want to say, what the fuck? <laughs> so, you know, I get angry too, but I breathe 10 seconds and I try to understand why that person is so angry. And I don't let people give the opportunity to change my mood because the more time you spend being angry, less time that you can have to be happy. That's true. So smile more, yeah. be angry less, and uh, you know life sometimes is is unfair because there's always people that are not living the life that they want. They have a you know less than you. So be grateful always. I'm extremely grateful for what I got. I'm extremely grateful for the people of Los Angeles that support through the pandemic, that support us, and they helped us to grow our, our business. I'm extremely grateful for everything I have, even the the hair that I'm breathing right now. So. <laughs> oh man, you even this plate of pasta in front of you? I'm I'm <laughs> extremely grateful for the time that you took to ruin a plate of pasta. <laughs> then yes, that was honestly. Thanks for sharing all of that. You know, especially about those tough times. You know, especially about having anxiety and 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 needing to make that change. I think. You were one of the first people. Well, I tried to call you a couple times uh, when my dad died, but I talked to you because I knew, obviously, you've gone through something. Yeah. It's not the same, right? Everyone's different, but I knew you've lost a parent before, and I was like, I just need to talk to Daniela. That's how I felt. I needed to talk to you. And when if I talked to you- I remember what I told you. I know like... exactly what you told me. And well, this is what I remember. You know, obviously, you expressed your sentiments, and I was like, ah, it's okay. And you're like, no, it's not. It's not okay. Yeah. It's never going to go away. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, yeah. And I think- I've been dealing with kind of that setting in pressure of like, like, you know, he's gone. Like, I'm never going to talk to him again. And then I go through waves of anxiety as well and cry and, you know, all that kind of thing. But and, you know, here I am in the middle of building this success. This whole time was for him. Right. It's for my mom. Like, I was it's tough. It was it was very difficult. But, you know, I'm like, oh, like I do talk to him. I do. You know, my brother's the same way. My brother got into a nursing program, not long after the funeral. I mean, I'm talking about we leave Honduras and the day he gets back, he's in. That's just why. I mean, I'm, you know, I can relate to what you're saying about yeah. that moment you had in the van. And I think sharing that with me continues to be special. And I think it it does strengthen our friendship. Like, it's like, the shit's real out there. And it's never gonna, you know, there's no guarantee we're always gonna be successful. I mean, but hey, you never know. He here we are, right? <laughs> Here we, we are. We're here talking on a podcast. Welcome to Psychology 101 for the... <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, uh, you know, it's it's important to share positivity for me, especially after the whole pandemic uh, years that we had. And I always told to myself, my mom, when she used to cook, she always smile. Scream a lot too in the kitchen, but it's always smiling. That means there's something that she found... Uh, that make her happy, right? Mm -hmm. What makes me happy is feeding people. You saw it yesterday. Mm -hmm. I go above and beyond to feed people, to make them happy, to make sure they have a good time. And it's the job that I chose, you know, that I chose and that I love. I, I got lucky. I do what I love every day. I get to cook and they pay me. 
<laughs> so, yes, sir. I love it. So what's what's next? I mean, so you've got your cookbook. I, I think we briefly mentioned it, but it's called what again? It's a, I will call it, it's Corricettario, then basically in Italian means cookbook. Uh-huh. And on the pizzana front, you've been expanding your pizzeria. I mean, is there any latest news you want to share? Any new cities? We are about to open up in Silver Lake in Los Angeles. We just opened up in Texas, in Dallas on Knox Street and probably more out of states too. So we are in full expanding mode. And this is not thanks to just my recipes and the beautiful team of Pizzana. You know, I'm not alone in this. There's always a lot of people behind me that work even harder than I do. I just happen to be there and take the credit most of the time, <laughs> but I always try to share the credit with uh, my sous chefs, my partners, the line cooks that works with me, the dishwasher that does amazing work in in our kitchen and I love them to death but also thanks to the people that keep believing and coming and eating and dining with us and supporting mm. the restaurants every night mm. Daniele Uditi so delicious we're gonna shift into something that's also delicious it's a game it's called the flaky game flaky I hope you're shaking in your boots because it's, 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 it's payback time now. All right. For, no, it's good. All right. <laughs> Take your time and give me your best answer. Let's Starting, do it. we're going to start off. It's about, uh, you know, noodles-ish. Noodles. Uh, yeah. <laughs> These dense and chewy noodles are often the centerpiece for hot Asian soups and brothy casseroles or the base of a large bowl of meat with vegetable toppings. All right. All right. Is it lo mein? Is it udon? Is it ramen or is it spaghetti? Udon. Ding, ding, ding. Definitely udon. Congratulations. Yay. You know your noodles. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, this is a good one. According to Italy Magazine, it is estimated that there are how many different types of pasta shapes? Oh, my God. I, there's too many. <laughs> is it 2,000? Is it 49? Is it 600? Or is it 350? 350. How do, I guess you are Italian. According to Italy Magazine, it's 350 different pasta shapes. That's yeah, a lot. Yeah, but though. new pasta born every day, too. So yeah, probably... I, I just made a new pasta yes, today. There it's you called Catracho. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's called How to Glue Your Wallpaper Pasta. <laughs> <laughs> Got two more for you. You have to pick an answer. I have to pick an yes. answer. Yes. Which of the following would you rather put on pasta? All right. Chicken? Ketchup? <laughs> Or pineapple. Fudge. <laughs> you have to pick an answer, and you're going on record saying this. Chicken, ketchup, or pineapple? <laughs> yeah, no, I will I will go with chicken. I, ah, I, yes. I, All right. We are brothers. <laughs> yeah, I will ground some chicken and make a ragu out of it. To, <laughs> to hide the fact that it's chicken. That it's chicken, That's, yeah. It's something that people don't know, especially Americans, right, because of chicken Alfredo, which I love to death. Is that Italians don't put chicken on pasta? Pasta Alfredo, like fettuccine Alfredo, is Italian. But with, not with chicken. With chicken, no. In Italy, chicken is not considered as a, an ingredient for pasta. But, you know, I know that cuisine is always changing. And, you know, when I was a kid, mixing cheese with seafood was a, a blasphemy. But now I see a lot of Italian dishes made with cheese and, mm. uh, and seafood. So... You never know. Might be the time for chicken to be in Italy for, hey, man, listen, for pasta. Th- this man is progressive. All right. Daniele is willing to adapt. I love that in Cooks and Bakers. And last bonus question. What is your favorite Napoli player of all time? 
Diego, Armando, ah, okay, yeah, Maradona, okay. <laughs> come on, Dios, el diez. El no, diez. You, you, you can do that question to a Neapolitan one. It's like, uh, beside Maradona, which one is your favorite? Uh... <laughs> All right, well, good luck to Napoli. And last thing, obviously, here at Flaky Biscuit, we close our episodes off with, you know, talking to our guests about how we're making a difference in our community. And I believe that you'll be working or doing something with the LA Children's Hospital. Why don't you talk to us about that? We already did with uh, last Monday, we share 5% of the profits of Pizzana to the Children Hospital of LA. And uh, the reason why we do that is like, we believe that children are the future, my friend. Yeah. So we need to take care of that. That's really important. I'm assuming our listeners at home can also volunteer and donate with the Children's Hospital mm -hmm. Los Angeles. We will make sure we have that information in our show notes for you all to also participate in. But Daniela, thank you. And obviously, you know, I'm just here visiting in LA, but I'm sure there are going to be many children who, I don't know, they might have their first plate of pasta. or their Hopefully first it's not yours. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo. Bravo. <laughs> Daniela, it. thank That's you it. so much for coming to Flaky Biscuit. This was an absolute pleasure. And I can't wait to see you again, my friend. Well, thank you for having me. This was an absolute pleasure. And I say always, ciao a you. Thanks for listening, fam. If you want to make the spaghetti al pomodoro for yourself, find the recipe on Shondaland.com. And y'all, I want to know how it goes. I'm going to be collaborating with Daniela on this to make sure y'all learn how to do it the right way. And tag me, Artisan Brian. Tag Daniele at Daniele Uditi, and that's D-A-N-I-E-L-E-U-D-I-T-I. -E -E and of course, tag Shondaland so that we can see your photos and your videos and everything that you're doing. Get into that Discord and, and chat about it. Let's make this fun because this is, this is such a classic recipe that there's going to be a lot of conversation on this one. And I'd love to know how y'all have done advice or comment you know just <laughs> follow daniela's lead nah uh obviously just don't overcook your pasta y'all don't don't make the mistake i made and check out the los angeles children's hospital at chla.org you can find all websites and handles i mentioned in the show notes for this episode so if you like flaky biscuit you know what to do leave us a rating or review share subscribe like all of that Flaky Biscuit is executive produced by Sandy Bailey, Alex Alche, Lauren Homan, Tyler Klang, and Gabrielle Collins. Our creative producer is Bridget Kenna, and our editor and producer is Nicholas Harder, with music by Crucial. Recipes from Flaky Biscuit can be found each week on Shondaland.com. Subscribe to the Shondaland YouTube channel for more Flaky Biscuit content. Flaky Biscuit is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. Roller coaster. What's that spell? San Diego. 
If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. This season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then, fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd.